Welcome back to Invader Sports. This is the EPL show week five. Today, it's just myself and Adam. Adam, some uh, some crazy games this week, man. A lot to talk about. No, Luke. So it's a Liverpool takeover. Yeah, exactly right. Bitch about United. So speaking of Liverpool, did you see Caliber save just now? Yeah, very good Ca- save. Carabao Cup? Man, that it was, was f- like really nice. He- three new in the end? Yeah, three new. Yeah, uh, Minamino had two. Um, and he's the, he's the type of player that, you know, obviously he played well when he was loaned out, but, um, uh, I'm curious if he gets more time, how he would do with the team. Now it's just so hard to get in with our front three. And then for Mino, it's, it's so hard for people like that to get in. So, but it's nice. It's nice to have that on the bench for some depth, you know, but, uh, so all signs are good. He's playing well, you know, Origi scored a goal. He got some EPL action last week. So, um, yeah, interesting. You know, not not a huge transfer market for Liverpool this season, but um, definitely happy with happy with the way they're playing, and we do have the depth if needed. Nice to see Kanate finally play. Yeah, and uh, yeah, okay, based. Yeah, yeah, right. So Luke is off this week. He's going to be sending in our fantasy picks at the end of the show via text. Uh, so we'll have that at the end of the show. But outside of that, how about? Um, oh yeah, I have some announcements. So. If you want to listen to the movie podcast, Scene Invaders, we just interviewed a comic book uh, writer and and uh, publisher, and that was amazing. It, he works for Vantage In-House Comics. His name is Victor Dandridge, and that conversation was incredible. And then next week, it's the four-year anniversary of the movie podcast, and which I can't believe. It's crazy. And we have Jeff Nadu, formerly of Barstool. He just left, and we're going to talk to him about that and about his uh his podcast the sit down a mafia podcast and we can't wait to talk to him so that's a great great for our four-year anniversary but outside of that let's get into this and obviously the nhl shows up football should be coming soon and yeah just subscribe and give us a rating if you if you enjoy what you're seeing if you want to talk to us seniorbaiters at gmail.com and just ask anything we'll answer it and you could be a fan of any club and we'll, we'll answer whatever you whatever you want so uh all right adam t- uh how about you kick it off about yeah. the games Let's go. But yeah, it'd be good to get some viewer questions or listener questions. Yeah, right. yeah, send them in. But um, yeah, let, let's let's go straight into it. So we haven't got a segment this week. We thought without Luke, we'd skip it a week. But next week we'll be back with the full show. So we're yep. just going to do a review of of the games that's happened this weekend. So starting off with Friday night, quite a good game. Um, I watched this in full. Newcastle versus Leeds. So um, Leeds take the lead in, in the thirteenth minute with. Uh, Rafina, lovely goal. Um, if you've seen it, um, he crosses it in, and then Rodrigo, um, sort of around the penalty spot, is coming into him, and he he leaves it and lets it go through his legs, falls the keeper, and goes straight in the goal. Mm. And then uh, just before half time, Newcastle's savior, you could say their their saint, Saint Maximin, he uh, he comes in with again another beautiful solo goal, and I just think. I mean, I've got a lot of respect for Newcastle. They're, you know, one of the biggest clubs in England. And, you know, I, I don't know what, what it's like, what the view of Newcastle is like in the States, whether, whether you know, is it, is it known about how big they actually are? I don't think they get the respect they deserve over yeah. here. It's really just, you know, so far, you know, it's growing. It's with especially the last 10 years. But uh, really, it's just the top six clubs that get all the love here. And then you have you have certain people who, with their Leicester and, you know, people have their teams, but for most for the most part, it's the top six that get all the shine. So, 
yes, yeah, so Newcastle massive, massive fan base, and it always it always makes me scratch my head. I know I don't want to slander Man City too much because Dan, you do a lot of that, but <laughs> um, but you know when when you look at taking over Man City compared to a club like Newcastle, where if they really had that money, they would be massive, um, and there's ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, their owner Mike Ashley at the moment is probably one of the most hated men in football um, but yeah so St Maximin he is sort of there I, although I, I like Newcastle I do look and think he's just wasted there he's such a good talent and he really saved them I think from uh, from losing this game because Leeds were pretty much all over them for the, for most of the game yeah, they dominated possession and they just couldn't get that second goal. And I'm really curious what's up with Patrick Bamford, man. He just can't find the back of the net right now. He just really can't. Yeah, he's going through a bit of a, bit of a dry patch, but I think it's one of those that once he get, gets a goal, they sort of then come in, you know, the floodgates open. And um, you know, they've had a they've had a bit of a, a tough time, tough start leads. I mean, I said that they'd finished top half of the table, and I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna reverse back on that. Um early on because I think there still is a long way to go but they are they have only picked up you know three points from from the season and that's because they've is it three points yeah they've drawn three games they've lost two drawn three so struggling a little bit but I don't know what what do you think about Leeds this season yeah it just seems like they don't have that edge that they had last year uh seems to figured them out a little bit maybe yeah Right. So, I mean, I'd hate to see them go back down a, a club like that, but they need to really figure out a way to get their, like their, you know, somewhat of dominance back in the way that they could, they could score goals. And this year it's just not working for them. So yeah. still, still early. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then Newcastle, I do worry for them uh, in terms of whether they'll be able to stay up. They've got um, Steve Bruce, a manager who, who, who is from Newcastle. Um, but obviously he managed Sunderland to one of their rivals. So that adds to the fact that the fans don't like him either. So it is quite sad to see, but who knows, maybe that they nearly got bought last year by the Saudi Arabian Royal family, um, but that got stopped by the Premier League. So we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, that kicked off Friday night. And then Saturday we had the lunchtime game, uh, Wolves versus Brentford. And I've got to say again, uh, this was a fantastic game. Um, mm. Wolves played some nice football, but Brentford, they they are looking really good. Um, ended up winning 2-0. They had an early, early goal by Ivan Tony ruled out. But then um, they did get a penalty for handball. No, not handball. They got a penalty for uh, tuggling in the box. Ivan Tony to put that one away. And then uh, Muembo uh, scored in the 34th minute, so five minutes straight after. Um mm. And Wolves, Wolves really struggled to fight back. I mean, um, I think Brentford had a man sent off, uh, Baptiste, in, in the second half. But even then, they just held on. And, yeah, we were speaking about Brentford a few weeks ago and how they could be one of the sort of surprise teams. And they're sort of keeping this strong run going of, of winning a few games here and there and picking up points mm-hmm. away from home against Wolves um, isn't an easy one. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely surprised with them. I mean, they're in ninth place right now. I think they'll be around this area for the rest of the of the year. Obviously, they're going to try to finish top six. We'll see how far they can go. They're definitely going to have to turn some draws into wins, which they did this time. And uh, I got to say, man, horrible, horrible showing from Wolves. I, I know, dude, they, they had 62% possession, 11 shots, zero on net. And I got to tell you, man, 
Adama Traore, I'm a fan of his, but he played so bad. Like I, so many times he would take the ball and run, 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 just like he does. He's so fast. He's so strong. And then his crosses were like 10 feet over the player's head. They were such bad passes. I mean, I don't know if you got to catch the, especially the second half of the game. He just kept running, he kept running in and then booting it way over his players' heads. And it's just like, dude, like, Calm down a little bit. Calm down. I, I I put on Twitter. I was like, he's got to stop holding down square. It's just like, dude, you're you're just you're booting it way like out of bounds virtually when he's aiming for the net. It's just not even close. So yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what's going on with him. I, maybe he needs a change he, of um, scenery. You know, I, I mean, he has weeks where you look at him and think this is a hundred million pound player. Then he has yeah. weeks where you look at him and think this is a ten million pound player. Yeah. Um, it's consistency. That's always been what 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 people have said. Um, whether that's a new, whether he needs a coach to put to sort of coach him in, you know, finishing and you know taking your time because it always seems to be a rush with him. But when he is on the ball, he's he's brilliant to watch. But yeah, he's just that final product. Um, but overall, I think Wolves will be fine. I think, um, like like I've said before previously they're just struggling similar to Brighton last season where they just can't find the back of the net. But as mm-hmm. you said, possession wise, you know, they're, they're dominating possession in game. They're passing it about quite nicely. You know, Ruben Neves playing some, some good passes. So I think they, they'll be fine. I think they, I think they'll actually finish the season disappointed because I think they'll this sort of um, consistency of missing chances will, will carry on. For a while, I mean, Jimenez hasn't scored yet. Yep. You know, he was such a big until he got injured last season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a bit down on confidence. So I think there's a good team there, but it's whether they can get some results together. Yeah, they definitely have the talent. I mean, that's not a yeah. question. They have the talent. And never, and he almost scored uh, Jimenez on a, off of a header. And I was surprised. I was, I, was, I was curious if I'd see him go for headers a lot. And he trusts he trusts his, his rehab and, he, you know, he trusts that head. And he almost scored. But he didn't, and yeah, it's just they can't score, man. But we'll see what happens with them. So yeah, that was the that was the early, well, I say early. That's um, half twelve kickoff for us, so I guess. Dan, that's quite quite early for you, isn't it? Yeah, I was actually working uh, my second job at the Eagle Stadium, and I was able to watch that game. But nice. yeah, it was like seven thirty in the morning. Yeah. Um, but then on to our sort of three uh, p.m. UK time kickoff. So we've got a whole host to pick from. I guess we'll go with your favorite subject, Dan, Man City. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, I was nil, happy. Nil, nil, nil with Southampton. What do you think? I was happy. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I'm, you know, all the drama that went on with Pep and City fans, right? This yeah, past yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks. Empty had. Yeah, he was really arguing with the fans. Then some reporters and some fans were saying stick to coaching. And I'm just like, why would you ever say that to Pep? Like, Pep has been a godsend for this stadium uh for this team and they, they drew in fifty two thousand this week uh so it's still not a sellout and it's just th- what's that i think um so i, I want to ask actually i guess what is so especially in the premier league and you know this Mourinho has spoken about it so much time the english media when it comes to football they are probably you know they love controversy and finding controversies. I don't know what it's like in the States with journalists for NFL oh, and stuff. Whether they're the same, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, same. Mourinho just gone to Roma. He he said in his first press conference, he likes being in Italy because, you know, 
they talk about the football tactics, whereas sort of sometimes in England it's very much um, the controversies and you know taking little snippets. Because I mean, I, I listened to what Guardiola said, and I think it's been blown a bit out of proportion. Because mm-hmm. um, I know, I know after he said, um, I think the press conference before the Southampton game, he said something about if the fans aren't with me. I'll leave, but you know, he then went on to say something else, like to back it up, say no, they are with me, etc. But that little snippet's taken to sort of try and rile the city fans up against their own manager. Um, yeah, yeah, but, I but yeah, I think with, with Man City, with I mean, with the whole stadium situation, Premier League games, I think they do sell out. I think actually, if you look at the stats, to be fair, I think they're one of the highest attended grounds. But I just think they haven't got that history or that love with the Champions League yet. Yeah, right. That yeah. Liverpool, United, Chelsea, uh, especially in recent years, um, have. So I think it's... And also with the whole FFP stuff and 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 the Super League with, and dealing with UEFA, etc. I think maybe the fans are still coming around to the idea of a Champions League. Um, yeah, the I mean, overall. they've definitely had the team to win a Champions League the past 10 years, really, and they haven't done it yet. You know, they made a final finally, but they still can't quite do it. And you got to wonder if the atmosphere comes into play because, you know, I see that that stadium uh, at the ad five minutes before kickoff and it's dead. It's like there's nothing going on. And then, you know, they start coming in and then it gets busier and busier as it goes on. But they don't they don't prioritize getting there like to watch the kickoff they they just don't care that's, that's the way it comes off to me anyway but you gotta i i gotta wonder so i'm cycling back to what pep said and he said look you're, the team's tired like we just played a champions league game and we don't have the, the fans to give us energy and now they come out and 16 shots on net i mean 16 shots only one goes on net so i wonder if fatigue came in to play this game uh or what so no i i think if i'm being perfectly honest Big shout out to Southampton. I thought they played quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were quite solid, um, and you know I'm a big fan of Ralph Hasselhoot and the manager and how he sets up out teams. Um, I was also quite in the last sort of five minutes of the game. It was quite nice actually, in a way, to see a team kicking the ball into the corner and playing for a nil nil draw, as if you know it's quite a big respect to Man City because you know not many teams would actually do that. A lot of teams would actually, um, you know, probably go for it knowing that they probably shouldn't when they're away at the Etihad and end up conceding a late Man City goal, which they, which Southampton nearly did, but it was offside. But yeah. in terms of the Man City stuff, I just think he's, you know, I, I'm never going to properly criticise Guardiola too much because of everything he's achieved in his career. And I know there's arguments people you pull up all the time about, and I've pulled it up sometimes when I've been a bit salty as a Liverpool fan about, how he had the best team at Barcelona with the best player, and then he went to Bayern Munich, and then he went and got all this money at City. But he still gets him playing good football. But I think sometimes the one downfall with Guardiola is he's sometimes maybe too clever for himself, and he chops and changes, you know, um, in fantasy football is Pep Roulette. You know, not a lot of people actually put Man City players in their fantasy team because you don't know who's going to start each and every week. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can disrupt the, the rhythm, even though they've got a squad which has two brilliant teams. Right. You know, the rhythm can be disrupted. And I think he brought on Foden, Mares, and De Bruyne, which is like 15, 20 minutes left. I mean, it's great options to bring off the bench. But you just think those players, surely they can deal with playing um, 
Wednesday, Wednesday, Saturday, you know. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, especially when you look yeah. at the championship where they're playing three times a week and they've got less, less, less talented squads. Yeah. I mean, Mo played the same, you know, he played Champions League and then he was on the field. So, I mean, you can do it. I, I get what yeah. he's trying to do. And because he plays his whole, his whole team in the FA Cup, like he, he plays the starters always and Klopp doesn't. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just a way difference in but, um, uh, managing. Yeah, one, one thing I will say against Guardiola, which was a bit cheeky of him, and I don't think it's an argument he wants to start, but after the game, he he didn't complain, but he said that Southampton had ten days, uh, seven days to prepare and Man City had 10 minutes to prepare because hmm. um, obviously they had Champions League midweek. But I just don't think that's really something he should be bringing up when you know Southampton had X amount to spend and Man City had X mm. amount. So I'm not sure it's an argument he wants to start. But nil-nil, um, what, what's your thoughts on, on then... Man City and you know they've they've dropped they've dropped um what is it three five points now yeah they have um, yeah really from and and games they should be winning I mean okay first game of the season maybe team wasn't fully fit against Spurs fine but Southampton at home you know when you look at Liverpool Chelsea and I guess to an extent Man United who we'll come on to later they're you know these are teams that are going to beat all the teams below in the bottom half and it's you know these small margins that actually could affect Man City I don't think it's a crisis as some people said but you know you don't want to be dropping points at home to Southampton do you when you're going for the league right I mean it's definitely not a crisis still way too early for that but uh I mean yeah this year especially this this, this year is I really think it's a four-team race especially with how Man U's looking with Ronaldo so you're you're not gonna be able to drop points like this, especially at home. So yeah. we'll we'll have to see if those two points come in to bite them in the ass. You know, say say they miss out on on the league by by one or two points, and it could come all down to this game. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, definitely not that impressive that they've dropped five points in the first five games, especially to the teams they dropped points to. So yeah, but um, but then yeah, moving on another game, three pm kickoff. So we had. Watford three, Norwich one. So Watford took the lead with Emmanuel Dennis early on in the 17th minute. Uh, Norwich then equalised through sort of their main man where you see goals coming from them this season, Pukki. But then, you know, Watford's star player of the last few seasons, he stayed with them when they got relegated, helped them come back up to the championship and he's had a great start. Amisial um, Lassar, uh, two goals in the 63rd and 80th minute. And, you know, Fair play to Watford. I I think the first first um, five games of this season, um, they've they've looked good in some of the games. They've played some really good football. Currently eleventh in the league, so they've played five, lost three, and won two. But I mean, for a team that's just got promoted, I think that's a good start. And and Saar is just one of those players that you think again, similar to St Maximin, you're ready for a move to a. I don't want to say a bigger club. Watford are a big club, but a higher achieving club. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, the same argument could be made for someone like Timo Pukki because this guy just scores goals, man. He scores yeah. internationally. He scores for the club. But, you know, he gets one. They lose by two. Uh, yeah, Norwich. Awful. They're in trouble. They're definitely in some trouble. Um, yeah, I mean, they're in dead last. They have zero points, minus 12 on the year. Uh, nothing looks good for them right now. And I, I kind of feel bad. You know, they have, they have really diehard fans. Uh, who love the team, but it's just not, just not working right now. And I don't know that it will. I don't know that it will this whole year. 
them them i think is a problem with their ownership they're 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 very happy to be a self-sustaining and you know it can't be a terrible thing because you know look at what's happening to derby county in the last couple of days you know gone into administration gonna get docked 12 points probably gonna get relegated because of that Mm. Um, into League One, so you know it's not a bad thing. You know, clubs shouldn't just go out and spend money they haven't got. But Norwich are t- are the yo-yo club, so they get promoted and then you know they don't really spend money, they don't really improve the team, and then they get relegated and then they get promoted again because they have the best team in the championship. But you know, I guess at least their fans every other year have something to celebrate and getting promoted. But yeah, I just think they look awful, and I can't see. It's games like this where you're playing, you know, teams that get promoted, it's games against the other teams that have been promoted where you need to get the points. Yeah. And if Norwich can't even pick up points at home against Watford, I don't know where they're going to pick up points. Exactly. That's the thing. And, you know, to give up those two late goals from Saar, it's just, that's on your defense, man. Defense has to really shut down and step up in that situation. And to give up those two goals and then you lose the chance to win the game, uh, and you know, and draw, and so you lose the chance to get any points. So yeah, I'd, I'd be upset if I was a Norwich fan right now for sure. Then we've got so um, wow, two weeks in a row we have not been able to to slander Arsenal. And um, there you go, yeah, one nil win against Burnley at Turf Moor. Um, Odegaard with a, a decent free kick in in the first half, and they grind out a one nil win. Um, Burnley get denied a penalty that goes to VAR. Looking back at it, I don't think it was a penalty. Did you see that decision? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, keeper did get part of the ball. Um, Burnley, though, they put Arsenal under pressure in the last 20 minutes. It, it wasn't a, an easy 1-0 for Arsenal. Um, I still don't think they look that great, Arsenal. Yeah, agreed. They're I mean, scraping wins. They're, see, they're a confusing team because they do have some young talent yeah. with, you know, Saka, Pepe, Smith, Rowe. They do have some nice, nice talent. Odegaard's a nice player. Obviously, Aubameyang, he's been a staple in the league for a while now. Uh, even Partey and Tierney. I, I like I like a lot yeah. of their young guys. And now, Tom, Tommy, yeah, and Tamayasu's on the way up now. So yeah. they do have the players in place to make a run eventually. It's just not going to happen this year. But it's nice to it's nice to see them get back to back wins. And yeah. not completely give up on the year. So yeah, and Ramsdale yeah. actually. To be fair, I was one that criticised Arsenal, and and I still don't know if spending that money on Ramsdale will be correct, just because he's had a couple of good games, and because I don't think Leno was too big big of an issue. Mm. But what I have seen from Ramsdale that I think actually is going to be worth a lot is he's shown real leadership so far. Yeah, especially watching that Burnley game, he's shown. You know, I go back to the first game of the season um, against Brentford where Leno was bullied, especially for one of the goals with with the, the Brentford attackers. Whereas here, you know, Ramsdale is coming out for balls. He's sparking out orders. Um, early days for Ben White, but I'm a little bit not too sure on him. He looks a bit shaky still, but mm. um, but yeah, another win for Arsenal. And they go into, they will come on to Spurs Chelsea later, but next week's the North London derby. Ooh. against Spurs and if Arsenal were to win they'll be on level points with Spurs yeah because which you know at the start of the season the first time ever or the first time in a very long time Spurs were top of the table Arsenal were bottom of the table and and soon they could be level which would be crazy wouldn't it yeah I mean you got to look at Spurs they've just been horrible the last yeah. two weeks after squeezing out wins the first three 
And it's just, yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. So we'll talk about that when we get to them. Uh, but yeah, it's that's going to be a great game. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Arsenal won your win. Um, okay, then coming on to the last 3 p.m. kickoff game, and I thought I'd leave that to last so we could have a little bit of a gloat, but we're looking good. Um, so Liverpool 3, Palace 0. So Sadio Mane getting his 100th goal for in his Liverpool career. Um, he's looked a shadow of his former self, um, whether you'd agree, in the last sort of season and a half. But, you know, he's getting goals here and there, and hopefully that'll pick up his confidence. And then the main man, you know, whether you think he's underrated or properly rated or overrated, he's going to go down as one of the Premier League greatest players. Um, Mohamed Salah uh, scoring his 101st Premier League goal, including his, that includes his two goals at Chelsea. So I think he's on 99 Premier League goals for Liverpool. Mm. Um, and then Naby Keita scoring a, a beautiful volley. Yeah, um, and that's big. That's big for him. Yeah, very big because he's... He's always been a player in, that I was excited when he joined and he's never been able to put a consistent run of games together. Touch wood, he is staying fit and can keep that going because um, he's one heck of a midfielder. He can run with the ball, put passes through, have the shot. Um, quick word on Palace though. They looked good. They put us under pressure, especially early on. Um, mm. I, I think 3-0 doesn't flatter us, but it doesn't... Um, I don't think it's it necessarily says how much Palace were in this game for a while. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, we kind of just pulled away at the end there, and you know, Kate scored in the in the 89th. But yeah, I mean, I was excited for him to come on as well, and he's just been riddled with injuries. So I'm just really, really happy for him to get this goal. Uh, you know, Curtis Jones comes on, he does all right, not 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 too bad. But yeah, I'm so happy with this team right now. It's just like, like we said a couple of weeks ago, no one's talking about us and that's fine. You know, that's yeah. totally fine. We're just going to keep doing our thing, keep getting points and, you know, we drop points with Chelsea, but it's not the end of the world. It's only, it's only one game and we didn't lose, but um, yeah, it just seems like the team of a couple of years ago where you just have the feeling that they're going to get it done. Yeah. And I, I love that because last year was a lot different. And Mane last year was a lot different. But he even said coming into the season, he was like, I'm excited to come back and and really show that that was just, you know, that was a weird year. And I'm ready to, to get yeah. to, to play like myself again. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy, man. It was, it was a really nice win. And I just want to keep seeing games like this where we just take control. And that's that. Yeah, it's, um it's, it's similar to two seasons ago where we go into every game and I just think we're going to win this game. Yeah, um, it's just like that feeling that you get. It's and, just like, yeah. And Salah is just looking like, I mean, his, his goals, every, his stats every season are, are great, but I think he's, at the moment, he's looking as as good as he's ever looked. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's like, his, it's slow motion for him right now. Yeah. Where everything um, just seems to come together. So... So next week, next week will be tough though against Brentford because of you know what they've done to some teams so far. But I touch wood, I think we will win that game. And then we go into a big game against Man City, um, where if we, if we can put them to the sword, then we open a gap on them and confidence. But, um, but yeah, Palace, Palace, are, I think Palace will do well now. Vieira's got them playing some good football, some high energy football, and they've got some really good players: Zaha, um, Gallagher. Uh, they've still got Ezzy to come back. Um, shout out to James Milner, though. 
um, had to come in at right back and and for a 36 year old 34 36 year old he played well against Zaha um, yeah he was brilliant yeah he did man and that's that's why you gotta love a player like Milner you know he'll never complain he'll always do he'll always play hard and he's always hustling he's such a team guy so yeah I like that as well so then on to the last game of, of Saturday. So we had Aston Villa versus Everton. Um, ended Villa 3, Everton nil. So Everton's sort of unbeaten run so far this season does come to an end. Um, bit of a cagey game. Nil-nil at half-time. And then all of a sudden, Aston Villa bring on their new man, Leon Bailey, who's joined from, um, I can't remember what team, but it was in the Bundesliga. He's joined from a German team. Yeah. Um, um, you know, he played some great football. He played some great football in this game. Um, he comes on. Uh, Matty Cash gets his first goal for Villa. Lovely goal. Cuts cuts on the um, round the outside and curls it in. Um, and then Lucas Digne own goal. Um, I think if he hadn't actually headed it, it was still going in. So Leon Bailey takes corners, which I like to see, which are they're, they're whipped in. They're fast paced. So even when a defender like this has happened, gets a touch on it it can go anywhere and in this case it goes in and then Bay with the third goal is beautiful so all the plays going on on the right hand side of the pitch and you see that Bay is clear on the left on his own one lovely uh, I don't want to call it a long ball but one lovely long ball cross comes across field Bay Bay runs with it touches it down with his head and then the second second touch is just a thunderbolt into the back yeah um, so yeah Aston Villa Aston Villa looking good, you know they obviously they lost um, against Chelsea the week previously, but as we said, you know Buendia Martinez missing, but they've got some good players and they play some exciting football. And I think I think Leon Bay he could take the league by storm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean he's a good player. Um, I I definitely am a fan of his and I, I look out for him when he plays. But um, yeah, I agree with you there. And then um, and then just. Just on Everton, obviously they were missing Calvert Lewin um, and, and Richarlison, but this is the problem with Everton. And Benitez is a great manager, and I don't hate him. That the fact he's at Everton, I find it a bit weird. Some Liverpool fans sort of slagging him off, hating him because different circumstances of why he's there, etc. Um, but the problem is Everton fans are not going to give him a lot of a lot of time, and they've just lost tonight, so. The one thing I think Everton fans want more than anything is I think they're realistic at some points in knowing that deep down they know they, they can't break into the top four. Top six is probably a bit too much for them. Um, so mid-table is where that they'll finish, especially with the squad they have, even though they've got some good players. But a cup run, that's what they want. You go on a good cup run, you win the League Cup. That means a lot. That's a trophy. That's a day to celebrate. And they've lost that. So they've lost at the weekend. They've lost tonight and this is where Benitez won't get a lot of time with the fans even yeah. though he deserves it his reputation should give him time he won't get that time due to his ties to Liverpool yeah I agree he's got to be careful yeah and they've had a coaching carousel the last few years so yeah you really want to get that guy that's going to build your team so yeah, yeah. But then on to, on, to, on to Sunday's game. So we had three games on Sunday, two on at the same time. So, so let's talk about Brighton Leicester first. So Brighton are carry on, carrying on there. I think they're in the top four now at the moment. Um, they haven't lost this season, I believe. Um, so you have a Neil Mopay penalty in the 35th minute. 
a Danny Welbeck goal in the 50th minute. And that was then, a nice one, the header. Um, yeah, lovely goal. And then Jamie Vardy gets one goal back um, 10 minutes later, but Leicester can't capitalise and Brighton ride out a 2-1 win. And as I, as I keep saying, Brighton last season played great football, but just couldn't find the back of the net. And now they're finding the back of the net. And I don't know where this stops for Brighton. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what their limit is. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't think they're going to get top four and I don't think they'll get top six, but definitely top half of the table mm -hmm. is where they'll be. And they'll cause some teams problems. Yeah, I mean, they have 12 points already. So it's a, that, that's a sneaky team. Definitely is a sneaky team. But I got to say, man, I watched this game in its entirety. Harvey Barnes, man, what are you doing? He cost them the game. I don't know if you saw it, but he had two offsides, offsides calls that broke up two goals. And the second one was off of a corner where he literally had nothing to do with the play whatsoever. He was just out of position and he cost them the draw at that point. So two goals got taken back because of Harvey Barnes. I would be pissed at him if I was a Leicester fan right now. It's just horrible, horrible. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, you're, you're supposed to be a vet by now. Like, why are you? He, he virtually lined up offsides. And, and that's why the goal didn't count. But he literally had nothing to do with the outcome. It would have went in regardless. And all he had to do was be in the right position, and they would have drew the game. So, yeah, I'd be pissed at him if I was a fan. Um, I'm also a bit concerned at the moment with Leicester with the fact that last season, Ian Nacho finished that season, the end of half of the season, their best player. Um, and he's, he's, don't get me wrong, Jamie Vardy's a legend. Love him. But he's, he's picking Vardy over him, whereas last season he was playing two up top. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Ian Acho must be sitting on that bench thinking last season I was your man. I was the one that got us some wins and nearly got us into the top four. I deserve to be starting. Um, and they've also signed Paston, Pats and Dakar as well. He hasn't had much game time. So I'm, I'm just... Brendan Rodgers, I remember from my time at Liverpool, he's he is a good manager, but he's stubborn and that can come to his detriment. And I think at the moment it's... Not crisis, not rocky, but you know, yeah. Leicester. If Leicester want to build, and for them now, is is trying to break into that top four. Um, they they need to get some results because it's going to be difficult. And and they drew in the Champions uh, Europa League against Napoli. And you got to think that's a try. That's a cup run they can go on as well. Go on, go go deep in Europe, win the Europa League. That's a route to the Champions League. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm not sure what to expect from Leicester this season, but I don't think that it will be like last season where they're battling for top four. I think it's more if they can go on a cup run. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know why they don't just start two up front. Uh, you'd, you'd wonder if that's what's going to happen next weekend. I highly doubt Harvey Barnes starts the game next weekend. I mean, he played so bad that I don't think he can. So we'll see if him coming out will let Iniacho start next to Vardy. And I think at this point, why not? See, see how it works out. You know, what, what yeah. you, what's the worst that can happen? You sub one of them off in the 60th minute. What's the big deal? Yeah. Just go go for it. Give it a shot. So then we come on. So so you were watching that game. I, I was actually watching the, the West Ham United versus Man United game. Okay. Um, which, which was a cracking game. So it ended 2-1 to Man United. I don't know how. Um, <laughs> but we have Ben Rama with the first goal in, in the 30th minute. It takes a slight deflection off for Ran. Fortunate goal, but West Ham were playing some good football. And then five minutes later, I I hate that I still smile when I see him score. But Ronaldo scores. All his United goals have been exactly the same. 
mm-hmm. um, so far. But that just shows what a player he is. He's got that instinct. He's there when, to be honest, if he wasn't playing, possibly Cavani because he's a talented striker as well. But if Martial was playing, he wouldn't be scoring those goals. It's just that striker's instinct. Um, so he he taps it in. And then we'll, we'll come to some penalty decisions that, that happened. United... United should have had some penalties. West Ham got one penalty, should have had another penalty. But, but you know, West Ham's main man last season, Lingard, he comes off the bench and, you know, after his Champions League missed pass, cost him the game last week, he, he makes up for it and gets the, the almost, you know, the 90th minute winner. Lovely shot, cut, yeah. Yeah, lovely old cuts in on his right and, and curls it top corner. Um, so, yeah, Man United get... Scrape another win, but it's a win. They're top, they're joint top of the league. They've they've won all their games. So, you know, if they carry on, then they'll win the league. Um, I don't think it will because I don't think they can. You know, I think when you look at the table at the moment, um, looking at my side, I mean, yes, they're all on thirteen points, but you know, I think when you look at United, um, when you look at Chelsea and Liverpool, they've conceded, you know, one goal. Uh, whereas United, I, I can't remember exactly how many, but it's every game almost, right? You know, yeah. they've I, I, so they've scored thirteen goals, conceded four, but we've played five games, so they've you know they've yeah. That's not a it remind it reminds me similar to um, Rogers under Liverpool when we nearly won the league that season. We were scoring goals for fun because we had so much attacking talent, but at the back we were just conceding, and eventually it does catch up with you because you can't. You know, they, you can't keep winning games, you know, 3-4-0, 3-4-1, 3-4-2, whatever, 4-2, etc. You know, you need to keep clean sheets. So I don't think United are in that position. Um, yeah, as- and, and I'm confused about it too, because, you know, it, it's also reminiscent of Klopp's Liverpool team before he got yeah. Virgil, right? So yeah. you got to think once Virgil came, not only was he so good, but he made people like Gomez and Matip, you know, even uh, oh, Lovren much better. Like they yeah. played, they played so much better once he got there. But you got to think like, man, you spent all this money for Maguire and Varane. So why are they giving up all these goals? You know what? I saw, I saw, a, I saw, I saw a good tweet, and it was a picture of a pitch, and it was like summing United up. So it had the the back half where the defense is, and it was it the quote was just get your head on the ball, clear the ball. Um, midfield just had don't worry what happens here, just get the ball up the pitch, and then the second half of the last half of the the last third of the uh, the pitch just had Ronaldo scores. And that's what <laughs> it feels very much at the moment. It's very disjointed. It's not a when we come on to Chelsea versus Spurs, Chelsea, they play as a team and they've got talent. Whereas United feels very much, I don't want to say, you know, like not like PSG, but almost that littered with talent, but no real direction, no real style of play. You know, I, would, I wouldn't confidently be able to tell you what United's real style of play is. It just mm. seems some good players that end up finding, because of their talent, end up scoring and winning games, but you can't sustain that. And again, I think that is, you know, I feel bad because Luke's not here to defend his United, but I think partly right. he'd agree with us. Um, as we say every week, I just don't think Oli's the man to bring them bring them the league. Right. But, but we'll see. Ronaldo's still scoring. Um, he's just a phenomenal athlete. I mean, 
just he didn't score a header, but you just watch some of the some of my 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 dad was watching the game and, and he called it out. He was amazed because he's just like you're just watching Ronaldo play and he's just jumping up for the ball, even if the ball's missing missing him for miles, but just watching him jump up, he jumps higher than any player can jump. His neck muscles just the way they expand to head the ball is just for for his age, it is phenomenal. And I, I think I think he might end up possibly being top goal scorer of the Premier League, which at his age would be amazing. Um, yeah, it's going to be him or Salah for sure. Yeah, or maybe Lukaku. But, Possibly, um, but, yeah. but I guess we have to talk about West Ham had a chance to equalise. So it's, you know, late in the late in the day, the 93rd or something minute, they get a penalty, which did you think it was a penalty? Because I did. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. I, Especially I think, at that point, yeah. I, I know some people's argument is, yeah, but it was so close, what's he meant to do? But the way he jumps out is like a starfish. You know, you can't be doing that. That's an unnatural hand position to be doing to how he was jumped out. So it was a penalty. And I don't know, managers, some managers, they they just don't, they don't learn or they don't think, you know, you get, you get a penalty in the last minute and it's almost like David Moyes was thinking with his heart where they've got 30-odd-year-old Mark Noble, club legend, sitting on the bench, hasn't played, you know, hardly any minutes this season. Let's quickly get him on. It's your, it's your, your superhero moment your Superman moment, come on the pigeons with your first touch, take a penalty. Um, and, you know, it, it, it went how a lot of these moments go where he misses. Well, De Gea makes a great save, but I don't know what they were thinking because I, I, I was reading something and it's true. West Ham should have had a penalty earlier on for a Wan-Bissaka tackle on Sunjic. Uh, and if they got a penalty in whatever minute that was, um, you know, the 60th, whatever, a minute David Moyes wouldn't be making that sub to bring Mark Noble on right yeah see I've always been against this and I even said this when England lost the uh the Europe uh what was that what's that called the again Euros. yeah the Euros sorry when they lost the Euros I've always always been against this when coaches bring on a player virtually yeah. to kick a pen it really like the NFL fucking like NFL, yeah. NFL yeah. move yeah and it really doesn't work out that much like, it really doesn't. I don't know why they keep doing this. And it's just like, yeah, another NFL reference, like when teams are up big, they go into the prevent defense. And people say that that prevents you from winning because they drop all the players back. They let you go upfield. And it's just like, why would you change up what you're doing that works? Like, yeah. don't don't take someone off who's already warmed up just for someone who's cold to come on and miss a pen. It just doesn't, it, it, it rarely works out. It rarely yeah. works out. And I don't know why managers, coaches, I don't know why they keep doing it. I really don't. Yeah. But we'll see. If it so, keeps so West Ham, they could have got a point from this game. But West Ham come a long way because a couple of seasons ago, you know, just two seasons ago, they would they would be happy with lose. Not you're never happy you lose, but they they wouldn't be too upset that they they lost two one to Man United. Whereas now the fans are disappointed because they know that they are a good team and should get something from this game. Um, mm. Refereeing was awful, by the way. United should have had a couple of penalties. As I said, West Ham should have had a penalty before that. You know, we've had some good weeks with referees, to be fair, but that was a poor one. Um, but m moving on, so final game of 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 the week, and it, it was a big one at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, so Spurs nil, Chelsea three. So. We had goals from Thiago Silva, uh, N'Golo Kante, and then nine second minute uh, third goal from Rudiger. 
I'm going to make a prediction right. prediction sure. right now. You'll never see these three score in the same game ever again. <laughs> same game. <laughs> ever again. Yeah, I would like to know what the betting odds on that were. Oh, my gosh. Can't imagine. Yeah, wow. but to be fair, to be fair to Spurs, they started the game well. Um, you know, I, I understand partly why Nuno played Harry Kane almost on the left wing, left forward and, and Son up front because he wanted to isolate Thiago Silva and Christensen for their lack of pace and, and get that pace in. But Thiago Silva had an amazing game. And I think this seems to be, we're in an era of football where the old players are just as good as, you know, when they were younger. And whether that's just because the advancement of sports science and them being able to look after themselves. But Thiago Silva, he didn't look like a 36-year-old aging centre-back. He, he was phenomenal. Uh, but Spurs started the game, the half, really well, um, sort of winning winning that ball in midfield and, and you know, high up on the pitch and, and being in on, on Chelsea's goal. But I guess Thomas Tuchel, the reason he is one of the best coaches in the world is because, and something that Oli, and this is always my argument of why I don't think Oli's a very good coach, is because something Tuchel does, you know, that Oli would never do, is Tuchel took Mount off at half time and replaced him with Kante because he knew he had to get control of that midfield. And he, you know, he took Mount off. Mount is one of their best players, or one of their most up-and-coming players. He's a Chelsea homeboy. You know, that's that's a tough decision to bring him off at half time. Something that's someone like Oli, I don't think would do. You know, I'd never seen him bring Pogba off at half time. I don't think he's got right. that power. Mm-hmm. But Tuchel done it and and he was right to do that because the second half whether Spurs were awful or not, Chelsea were all over them and, and deserved the 3-0 win. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you got to give it to Tuchel in this scenario. Just great, great coaching move. And he ends up scoring a goal. So yeah, that that was that was great. And they really just toughed it out. That's what this is what championship teams do. They yeah, find exactly. a way to win games like this. So, you know, Liverpool and Chelsea both with 3-0 wins. And they yeah. actually got the same record this season so far and the same goal differential uh, same same goal difference they've had each they've had the same results so i think it was two nil uh three nil two nil one one three nil three nil wow uh, that's crazy yeah literally they're separated by alphabetical order um, <laughs> which is I, th- I think man city are a very good team man united have got very good players but i think chelsea and liverpool at the moment are the two most real well-rounded teams the difference between Chelsea and Liverpool, though, is if Liverpool get a couple of injuries, they will drop off slightly. Right, exactly. Whereas just Chelsea have just got so much quality to bring off the bench. Yeah. I mean, but, um, yeah, and even their their big signing from last year, Werner, and he's not really working out too well, but he's still getting on, so. He, Werner, it's, you know what, Werner, I think he'd get a lot more, a lot more uh, praise if he wasn't a striker. Because on the wing, he's he's very good at that, you know, build-up play, and you know he got he got the assist for Rudiger's goal. But he's you can see where his talent lies um, along the wing, along the wing, uh, cutting in and you know playing the pass. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So I, I guess he'll just keep doing that for now. I mean, especially yeah. since they got Lukaku, Lukaku's going to take that spot, that number nine spot, every week. Yeah, so definitely. I mean, and unless then, um, something happens. And then yeah, next seat, uh, next week we've got the North London derby. So, yeah, what's, your, what's your prediction? 
Arsenal two games on the bounce, winning Spurs losing two games on the bounce. Right. Uh, so I'll go with that logic. You know, I say uh, Arsenal either wins this or it's a draw. I don't see Tottenham coming back and winning right now. I just don't. With you know, Harry Kane looks so uninterested. You know, Son's gonna have to score a really nice goal for Spurs to win. I think. I think that's the only way they win. Uh, I think. I think Arsenal carries this momentum and takes the dub. What do you think? I'd like to see Arsenal win, but I just think Spurs have, Spurs have just still got some very good players. You know, Son and Kane, um, you know, I'd, there is a conversation to be had around Kane and where whether actually was the smarter decision. I mean, we're saying this now because he's not scoring and he's not playing the best, but if he'd been scoring, then we would be like, yeah, they should have definitely kept him. But is there a conversation to be had that actually they should have sold Harry Kane um, and taken the money and reinvested it because it just doesn't seem to be at the moment suiting the way Nuno wants to play with that pace and whereas Hurricane drops so deep by the time they win the ball they want to be fast up the pitch that he's he's just left back in midfield um, but on the Arsenal Spurs I, I hate to say it but I think Spurs might win just because of the quality they, they have compared to Arsenal like when oh. you compare the, the two starting 11s at the moment Spurs' starting eleven is better than Arsenal's. Um, yeah, I mean, gonna, I'd, I'd I'd love to see Arsenal win. Yeah, I mean, Spurs have a three 0 losses two weeks in a row. Yeah, you know, so they're gonna definitely want to turn it around. Uh, I'm just hoping for a good game. I really am. I want to yeah. see some some nice goals. Hopefully, it's not like a nil nil, really boring game. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So, uh, all right. So, we want to do our fantasy picks. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. So. I am this week going to go with with Saar from Watford. I'm going to get my Watford pick out of the way. Yeah, that's a great pick, too. I mean, he's on yeah. fire. He's playing really well. I think he'll end up scoring a nice amount of goals this year. So, yeah, that's yeah. a good pick. And then Luke takes my pick right from out of my hands. <laughs> Luke takes Antonio. I'm a big Antonio guy. I think yeah. these, these two know it by now. I really like him. I like the way he plays. Uh, so, Luke steals that from me. But I think I stole someone from him already. So, uh, and I'm going to go with Mape, Neil Mape. Uh, okay. I really like how he's playing, and I really like how the team's playing. So I think he'll be in a position to score more goals this year. And a little update, if you guys are keeping track at home, Adam is in the lead with nine. I am in second with seven. Luke is in third with five. So we both, we all have six players now, so someone could get six goals in one week. That's definitely possible. So uh, it's going to get interesting. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to keep track of this or whatever just you know follow us on twitter i'll tweet it out at scenevaders and yeah you guys have a great week hopefully we got some awesome games coming up and we'll see you next time with the full crew yeah see you next week guys oh thank you